Good afternoon, and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm here to, um, I'm joined today by Eleanor, who is here to talk with us about her experience participating in the At Home Yoga for Africa offering. Welcome, Eleanor. Uh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you. So in case there are people um, who aren't familiar with that particular uh, practice offering, you want to start us out by just saying a little bit about what it is and what your, and then what your experience was yes. uh, joining yes. in. For sure. So this, I'll, I just can't help but say first that this was a big opportunity for me to spend time um, in the spirit of our connection with our Cantalomba community mm-hmm. um, is what it felt like. So, yeah. so we were, we were, uh, when we registered, it was, we donated for the, I guess it was a fundraiser, right? For the, for mm-hmm. the project. And, and then once a week I uh, received in my email, a yoga class, different links and different themes and to do it whenever I wanted to do it. And, uh, yeah. So I guess yeah. um, once some, you know, a couple, one, couple were 15 minutes and 45 minutes. And um, so I'll, I'll, ha- I'll say that I started out with, believe it or not, it's strange because I love yoga and I practice yoga every morning. But for this one, I put, the first one I did, I put it in my schedule. And it was so different, you know, putting it into uh-huh. my schedule. And um, I got a big lesson in yoga of realizing, of being able to see the, that the mind-body are truly one, <laughs> that yeah. um, I could see the tension, I could see all of uh, conditioning's critiques, and, oh, this doesn't feel good, and you're tight, and blah, blah. And I was tight in my body. Uh-huh. And I just watched well, it float away, you know, within a few minutes. <laughs> oh, that is great. Hey, let me let me catch up, Eleanor, because you said so much, and I just want to underline a little bit. So yeah, the, so one of our uh, someone in Sangha who's very active in our yoga, who does a lot with the, our yoga, um, she offered this as a fundraiser, and so you were sent every you know every week for four weeks a different uh, a different yoga session, and this and that yoga is a real part of your life, but this time what you did was you scheduled it in. And so it made a really different experience of it. And it was a, such a connection between the community in Cantalumba and our Sangha in, here, which is really all over the world. But, you know, and, and it felt like uh, that connection was, was made. And it sounds like a really powerful experience in doing the yoga of tension floating away, of just really the mind-body connection. It it was, and um, after the first one, I was eager to come back, really, um, yeah. because um, I received that same um, feeling that when we just get an update on the African project, because so she, the, the leader um, of the classes, she led us through, and um, I think she knew it firsthand, you know, one day we loosened up our um, hips, uh, stirring in Shima, you know, yeah. <laughs> celebrating with cheering for having a new roof. And then, um, yeah. I, yeah, I guess my favorite day had to be, and I'm, my bimba's pretty, pretty scarce here. I think it's Twatatella. Is that the same? Twatatella, yeah. That was uh-huh. 
the most amazing one because since then I've just been saying to my body all the time, Twatatella, hips, Twatatella, ankles. And, yeah. and, so, and that's how she led the class um, was, yeah. was in gratitude for, in, um, in gratitude. And so that was special. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I really loved that too, Eleanor. The way she wove in, the, so so she wove in all, a lot of the different um, uh, successes of the project in Africa. A lot of the practice principles, all of, like gratitude wants to give, and and twatatella with thank and thank you for our body, and and even the recording and listening. There was so so there was the one where we were loosening our hips and doing the enshima. There was the raising the arms up in gratitude for the roof program, the roof, roof loan program that, that saved so many people's homes over in Cantalumba. And then there was even that one for, for us where we do the right and the left hand. Record, 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 listen, <laughs> listen, listen to the swaying of the body. And it was just so much fun the way she, you know, that's the benefit of having, having so many, um, you know, having such a deep root in practice and in the project, the way that she could uh, – could kind of uh, seamlessly and, and uh, flawlessly really weave in all these principles and, and stories. Exactly. It, I'd forgotten the recording and listening. That was wonderful, too. <laughs> and, you know, when you add a movement to a, oh, what, how is it, that connection there, yeah. with it, makes yeah. it makes it real and it sticks with you um, more. Um, yeah me and the kindness and I I was kind of wondering when we would be down on the floor rolling on our sides and um, I can't say that word for um, what is it gratitude more gratitude than words can express Um, yes oh we did do an an adapted version of it Um, yeah that's that's the movement that the Cantaloma people do right when um, when they're grateful (laughs) Um, yeah well, yeah, and just to just to kind of uh, underline that for folks who may not have heard that, the, so um, Jen, the, the monk Jen, not the yoga teacher Jen, told us the story on a, a recent update about when they just are so filled with gratitude, the physical gesture, the posture is getting down on uh, kind of a bow, getting down on the side and rolling on, you know, kind of on, on the side as a, just a, as a gesture of immense gratitude. And that was, that was woven into the yoga presentation. And we did a modified version of deep bowing, of deep gasho. And I can't say the word either, but you're right, Eleanor, the point of having the body movement attached to the principle or the um, emotion or whatever it is, you know, the fe- the feeling of of, uh, of gratitude in this case, it's so powerful. It really is. I think that mind body connection or heart body connection, you know, that you yeah. didn't have earlier. I was I was just thinking then that it's how it moves it into a process, really, to that. Yeah. Place. Oh, well said. Uh, yeah, we're not really in, in conditioned mind um, with yeah. it. So, yeah, that's a really beautiful way of saying it. Moves it into a process. We're not in the conditioned mind. We're in the process itself. Yeah, it worked. It worked for me. And then there was that one where I was in savasana for a long time. <laughs> Wasn't uh-huh, that uh-huh. at the end where where it was just endless? Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And what was that? Was the best? That one had a great scene too. It was. Um, 
participation. Oh. Was it that was a participation? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was more about attention is the greatest gift, I think. Oh, right. Attention is the greatest gift. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that was great. I had my knees over the bed and my arms stretched out and savasana. And the next thing I knew, it was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. That was a real gift, I thought, to me. Yeah. Well, well, and and that's a – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, well, because that that is a really good point, too, that it is – so it's the gift all around. So it was the gift of of the offering itself, the gift of people like you that signed up and made donations to the – to the um, to the project that it, 100% of them was generously donated to the to that work in Africa, and then it's the gift of the yoga itself and you know to the body and to the to the being, and then not to mention the fact that the gift of what the Africa uh, the Africa Vulnerable Children's Project is to all of us, you know, not to mention all of the children. It's just gifts all the way around. It did. It it what it. Whoa! It weaves all those together, and for for what yeah. amazing experience, really. Um, yeah. Me, you know, when I got oh. the invitation to be on the call um, tonight, it was like, oh, life is scheduling some yoga for me. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do some more classes. So yeah. Well. And that's a good point too. I mean, just uh, that you just uh, reminded me of that. You know that those are an offering that that we can build a library. You know, you've got those you've got those videos now downloaded or whatever, and and can, we can revisit them all. You know, as often as we want, and reconnect to the 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 experiences that we've been describing and the and the inspiration. The, the inspiration is like. Um, when we have an update that's so inspiring um, together. It, so anytime I want, I can go to one of those and have that same experience or that same inspiration. Oh, that is so true. We yeah. are so fortunate, aren't we, Eleanor? <laughs> inspiration at our fingertips. Yeah. 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 Well, I see we're at the top of the hour already. It seems like it's just flew by. But I just want to thank you so much for, for being on and sharing your experience and for, uh, you know, participating in it and supporting the Africa Project. Oh, well, I'm, I'm filled with gratitude. Twatatella. Yeah, me too. Twatatella. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Gosh, thank you. Gosh, Yeah, thank you. And, Michael, we'll turn it over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Rebecca, and thank you, Eleanor. Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Air, and welcome, Jen. Thank you, Michael. Nice to be here. Great to be here, yes, and it was fun to hear some Bemba there. Exactly. (laughs) I, I have to say, I was floored when I was doing the one that incorporated the the deep, gratitude gasho where Jen, the yoga teacher Jen, had clearly, I mean, I don't know, either she has a real ear for languages or she really practiced because she just came right out with it on the yoga video without reading off anything. It took me forever to learn that word, the ukankula. I think it's actually, there might even be an extra ukukankula, I think. (laughs) Oh, wow. So. Wow. Wow. 
But I just have to say amen to everything Eleanor said because I was blown away by those yoga videos, <clears throat> and I've been using them over and over and over again, which is really why we just, you know, it was like whole mind. I said, we've got to, we've got to feature those yoga videos again because we had Jen on, right, right as the yoga offering was, gonna, was rolling out. We had Jen on. To, we interviewed her about the offering. And then a number of us did it and just all said to each other, oh, we have to feature it again. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> fabulous. What she did with it, the creativity of weaving through the themes. And, I mean, you know, I have the most amazing, you know, I have such a, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word. I have the privilege. That's the word I'm looking for. I have the privilege of having probably the most front row seat on the project. Yes. And so it's so amazing to receive it in that way, to have mm. someone else leading an experience and bringing the attention to what an extraordinary project that is, what extraordinary you know colleagues we have in Cantalumba, the just everything that's happened. So I, I truly, Michael, cannot say enough about how amazing those videos are. And I will say, and, and then I'll let you get a, a word in Edward. <laughs> But I will say that Jen has generously said that she is willing to make those videos available, the links to them, the recordings for anyone who didn't get in on it to begin with. So if that's of interest to you, you can email the guest master. And for, again, for a donation to the Africa Project, um, we'd be able to get you the links to those recordings. Oh, great. And the guest master would be information at livingcompassion.org. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yes. And I was just recalling from that conversation also, and you were pointing to it too, what a win-win, win in every direction. Uh, We're reminded of the Africa Project. We're more aware of it. And we support it through the donations. And we take care of our body at the same time. And a lot of good energy going in every direction there. Yeah, really. And as you say that, Michael, it reminds me of two other things about it. One, when Eleanor started out and she said, you know, it's so great to set aside time for, and I immediately went to yoga. You know, it's mm. so great to set, a ti- set aside time for yoga. What she said was set aside time to really be with the Africa work. Mm. And, yes. and that's so perfect because I realized, oh, of course, that's, you know, for me, the Africa work is an integrated part of my life. But yes. yoga isn't is something that I can get talked out of that I really want to be an integrated part of my life. And yes. so this for me is an extra incentive. I, I want to do everything I can do to support those folks in Zambia. And so, oh, I'll do yoga for Jen and that will support you know, the folks in Zambia. There's another yes. win win like you were talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. And I have an announcement here. Okay, great. Bring conscious, compassionate awareness to your Saturday tasks or any project you choose at our at-home working meditation retreat on August 28th. Projects are a lot more enjoyable when we do them with Sangha. So join us for a day of fun and awareness. That is this very Saturday. This very Saturday, yes. And for these and all practice offerings, visit livingcompassion.org. 
And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen, you can press star six and then one to make a show and a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes. It would be great. Okay, Jen, I think we are ready here. Okay, excellent. All right, here we go. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Well, hi, Jen and Michael. This is Kim calling from Vashon. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. I'm really excited to be here, and um, I'm, I'm, I have a question about projection, and I, is it okay to ask it? I mean, I'm, on the, I'm in the projection email class. Would it be okay mm-hmm. to ask a question about a process that I'm going through right now? With that? Absolutely. In other words, not wanting to give anything about the class away, but still explore it for yourself. Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We always, you know, with with any practice offering, we're always shooting for, you know, often exercises will be, sometimes a retreat will be offered again. Sometimes Mm -hmm. an exercise will be used in another context. And so as much as possible, Mm -hmm. we're not wanting to give away the actual thing so that everyone gets to have their own firsthand experience. But mm-hmm. always fair game to talk about what you're seeing around it, yeah. mm-hmm. especially so, something as broad as projection. Right. So I, I'm stuck in a koan of how projection can be at once true and yet that and still projection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, the, the saying I always remember of that is just because it's projection doesn't mean it isn't true. Yes. Sorry, my dogs are. <laughs> it's squirrel season around here. I just saw somebody. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm really like, I, I get to this place where I got to a little insight today, where it was sort of like a, the shell cracked a little bit, and it was like, well, who cares if it's true or not? <laughs> it's still a projection, right? And yeah, I don't know if that's, oh, that's touching huge. on something, but. Yeah, right, because, um, right, that seems like the crucial insight, doesn't it? Well, who cares, right? Because the way we use projection and awareness practice is as information for us about our awareness practice, about what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it is immaterial, isn't it, whether it's, quote, true or untrue. Yeah, and then ego, ego like, gets in there with this with the comeback of well if if I'm projecting or if I'm having the double reverse projection of somebody saying that that I'm selfish right and I'm following it back Mm -hmm. to them well that's about them really Um, Mm -hmm. but then is there a place where I need to course correct because perhaps there's a place where like do I need to look at that like this is this is where I'm just getting so a little um, stuck so in other words, you're in a situation, you're interacting with someone, and they actually say to you, you know, you're really being selfish, Kim. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then you realize, okay, well, that's, you know, that's a lot of information about them. It may yes. or may not be information about me, but then it sounds like you get dragged into a conversation around, well, do I need to look at that? Is that about me? I mean, maybe there is a course correction that needs to happen here for me. 
like that. Yes. You get pulled down that road. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Exactly right. And then and then the whole thing of like it may be true, but it's still projection. So then I then I'm sort of back where uh-huh. I started a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. So maybe I am selfish. Okay. Yes, it's a projection on their part, but maybe I am being selfish, like that. Right. Mhm. Mhm. And so, what would be the downside of just you know that to me in a situation like that the the really handy practice tool is not taking it personally. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So yes. this is the, especially if it's someone that I care about and or that and or is a big part of my you know life. Mm-hmm. So they're saying to me. God, you're so selfish. That mm-hmm. might be one of those places where, okay, you know, the first step is not taking that personally, right? So not needing to go yeah. to a, kind of an, an ego-defended place of it. But then there's always that the option to just kind of look at that, see what drops in for me around that. Right. So I've heard Sherry say the phrase of, huh, I'll, I'll check in and see if that's true for me, kind of a thing exactly. like that, right? Like, see... Yeah, yeah, see what I like how you said what drops in about that because there's that slipperiness of of truth again. Like I just that word yeah. I'm just getting really yeah. hung up on that. And I I mean it's not me, it's ego. I see that. It wants to kind of yeah. glom onto that there's some universal truth and that somebody might be able to actually point something out about me that is not perception. Mm-hmm. And so you get really tripped up on that that sort of unit, the idea, the belief that there's a universal truth. And so that does leave you in a place, doesn't it, of needing to parse, well, is that true? Is that not true? Which is a really different process than that one that you just quoted Sherry on of, huh, well, okay, thank you. Let me look to see what of that is so for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm still I'm sort of swimming in a. It feels like I'm swimming in a soup a little bit of mm-hmm. of this. <laughs> I don't know what to go. Yeah. Well, go and, and I don't yeah. know is this is this in a situation where it's it's someone that you care a lot about, someone who's a big part of your life. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the reason I ask is. Yeah, and those tend to be the places where we do really swim in it because it's mm-hmm. it's so much harder to get that distance. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard the morning show this morning. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they one of the things that was so interesting that was brought up is that word separation. Mm-hmm. This morning it was talked about in terms of separation from pain. Mm-hmm. And and the way Ashwini was talking about it is it's, it's being stepped back from it, kind of a disidentification. And mm-hmm. that tends to be where we can kind of see more, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so mm-hmm. this person feels like I'm being selfish. And when we can take that step back, that kind of being disidentified from it, not taking it personally, then there does tend to be information for us there. Or we get we see things about it. Maybe we see things about ourselves or about the way, you know, we're interacting with someone else or whatever it may be. But it's much harder, isn't it, when it's someone who's really close to us or a situation we're in all the time where it can be much harder to take that step back and it does more have that feeling of just kind of swimming in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels, it feels more believable. It doesn't feel like projection anymore. So that's, yeah. you know, yeah. 
but I keep mm-hmm. on saying, but it is. <laughs> so I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And well, so, I, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, Kim, so when you, when you take that step back and say, but it is projection, does mm-hmm. that feel helpful? It does. Because if it's all project, it's, it, it does help to disidentify, like I, I keep getting to this place, you know, mm-hmm. um, that it, it does help. And it, and it only matters, again, like where I kind of started, the question about, I guess, the uh, figuring out of truth matters only to ego. That's right. That's and right. so when I come back to that, and I keep coming back to that. That's right. You know, it's feeling circular, though, and that's okay. <laughs> it's, only, yeah, exactly. it's only a problem for I mean, ego. <laughs> truly. I mean, that is such a yeah. helpful bottom line, Kim, mm-hmm. that even, because we can even get pulled into it as we practice with something, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at it, you're looking at it from this angle, and then I project what's happening is you have a moment of clarity, and then it kind of gets circular again. Yeah, but I mean, what about... And then you mm-hmm. practice so that you practice, yeah, but I'm not really seeing it. I'm not really, so mm-hmm. even the process of pra- cool practicing with it can get pulled into the ego process. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's kind of what I was wondering is if, if that step back of, um, oh, right, this is projection, mm-hmm. assists you to realize that bottom line, which is, you know what, there is no truth here, right? I don't have to figure this out. I don't have to figure out if, that person is right, or I'm right, or I'm wrong, or they're wrong. That's not what it's about. It's about noticing the process. And so whatever level of process we're on in noticing, so for example, right in this moment, you're noticing, wow, there's a circular process going on, and I kind of feel like I'm swimming in it. Mm -hmm. Great. That's a perfectly valid thing to notice. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then to just drop it. And come back to the exactly. present, right? Yeah. And then the next millisecond, it comes up again. And then mm-hmm. I notice, you know, what process that is. And then I come back here. And mm-hmm. then it comes up with whatever it comes up with. And it tries to pull me back in. And I notice that. And I come back here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's helpful. It sort of feels like it's yeah. kind of wearing it away a little bit as, as that yeah, happens exactly. over and over. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Go Michael. happy. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Kim. And Jen, when I heard that word universal truth, <laughs> what dropped in is how conditioning can use that against me. As Of course, it's a flaw in me that's unfixable, and it's just universally true. And um, just good to see, see that for what it is. Yeah, and exactly for what it is, which is a suffering creating, like, yes. how is that helpful? That's universally <laughs> yes. true. You are that way. Cause, you know, if we took it to its extreme and said, well, you're right, ego, and if that's universally true, then I might as well not spend my time trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or, okay, or I'm sure you're right. <laughs> yeah, or Sherry would say, yes, that's true. Why do we need to continue talking about this? <laughs> exactly. We've established. I'm selfish. Okay, good. Right. Yeah, Great. exactly. <laughs> and we have another caller here. Great. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? 
Um, hi, this is Kelsey in California. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Can you hear me all right? I'm actually on my car speaker. I'm parking now, but... Um, yep, we hear you great. We'll let you okay. know if we can't, great. If we can't hear you. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, yeah, I was just calling in because the field, uh, there's been so much voices telling me not to call in, so I just thought I would get in the queue. Uh-huh. And so that's, that's one of those, I would imagine, where there's that prompt from life, right? Oh, you could call in. And then ego says, no, don't call in. And you're yeah, and it's, here, yeah. right? And so you and say, I'm going to call in. Yeah, and ego's been doing that a lot because I've been having mm. kind of a hard time. And I listen to the radio show sometimes after the fact, but I'm not feeling caught up. I'm definitely not caught mm -hmm. up. And, um, yeah, and it's just, I guess because I'm not practicing as much, you know, when you're practicing, you just kind of get it and you're in it. It just kind of feels ethereal or, or, uh, mm -hmm. or flows. So it's a little bit hard to, I don't know, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think so, absolutely. So when there's less attention on formal practice, then, again, it sounds like, I don't know if you heard the morning show, but another image from this morning show was I'm that dimmer to. switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to. Good. Yeah, good. the it dimmer switch. That's, that's what, that is, I will listen to the show after this because that's, that's exactly what it's like. It just yeah. it like goes through my fingers. And yeah. um, it's just, my, my youngest just moved, uh, my third and youngest child moved out in July and... Mm. it's just hard. Um, mm. And it brings that, yeah, you know, so there's grief around that. And then also around my marriage feeling a few years ago. Mm. And and so I mm -hmm. think it just, there's a lot of um, uncomfortable emotion, a lot of painful emotion. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes I think I just have a hard time being present with that. It's also... The particular stuff, it, it, it's stuff that's really triggering super old, super early childhood stuff. So, so it's, it's like really uh -huh. old feelings of kind of loneliness. Yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah. and, that so not, and, it, and it not being my choice to be alone. Um, uh-huh. I, uh -huh. I think I'm struggling with that. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like there's some pretty, pretty significant content happening, yeah. including a really big yeah. change of now not having yeah. any of your children living with you, and that that feels right. like it's triggering, in particular, kind of this core thing around being alone and not being able to be at choice about being alone and realizing that you're conditioned to not stay present, basically, with that. When those big emotions come up, it sounds like there's a tendency right. to and that goes leave back in to someone. childhood of just feeling lonely a lot and kind of escaping into a fantasy world. So you know, it's like yeah. wanting to read, you know, read nonstop yeah. or or watch, yeah. you know, watch some some series or you know, just something that really takes sure. you away. Sure. And then so you know, and then shame comes seems, in around that, and it gets worse. So yeah, exactly. It's like a battering cycle, huh? Exactly. It's yes, battering. Cycle. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it seems really significant that you called into the show tonight, huh? Yeah, it does. And I think I was remembering, I was on a retreat in July, and after it, I was, I was anyway, I was not in, the circumstances weren't what I wished. And I just remember one day when I felt like kind of the best I could do was to say, I'm having trouble accepting yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not accepting. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just having trouble accepting the situation I'm in. But, uh, yeah, and that's, that's also huge, isn't it? You know, there are these quote cards that someone in the Sangha made years ago. Um, I don't know, there's like 200 or something quotes of Sherry's on these little cards. And we have them in the dining hall in the... Um, in the monastery, and one of them that recently came up is one of my favorite ones that's pointing out exactly what you just said, which is if we are if we accept that we're in resistance, we're in acceptance, not resistance. Yes, yes, and that's what I yeah, and that dawned on me is just because a lot of days after the retreat in July, I was listening to the radio show. I was trying to catch up because I was two mm-hmm. weeks in the retreat, but the, the exercises really had a lot of days. I just got to acceptance but it was really yeah. helpful when it was kind of yeah. hard at the end just, yeah, just to say, well, I'm just not really able to accept where I am right now. Yeah. And that and, and then, the way to get it And then magically, guess what? I'm in acceptance <laughs> once I do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, even I'm just yeah. accepting what I'm not accepting. <laughs> Truly. And in yeah. a way, in a way, you know, Kelsey, that's, that's such an Aikido move because in some senses what it does is it really highlights what's resisting because what oh, we really yeah. get, right, is I'm actually not uh-huh. in resistance. I might be going through something that's really hard. It might be painful. But to have enough awareness, the presence, to see that there's a resistance process happening and to accept that there's a resistance process happening really puts you squarely in the acceptance and highlights that it's not you doing the resisting. Oh, yes. Right. I see how that works. Yeah, because it doesn't always make me feel a lot better, and that's that's just because those feelings Mm -hmm. are still there around the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But it's not not Mm -hmm. that feeling of desperately trying to get away from them. Right. Right. Because the other piece of it, again, at least in my experience, is when something big like that is going on and there's that sort of, there's that place of complete acceptance that I project you're pointing at and you're um, kind of working with, which is not the place of, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept this so that I don't have to feel it anymore. I mean, in a way, it's the, it's the quote, spiritual equivalent of turning on the television and watching that series. Right? I just yes. want to get out of it. Yes. I just want to not feel this anymore. Yes. And in some ways, you know, it's kind of that wisdom of no escape thing. In some ways, the gifts that really, again, this is going to be when you listen to this morning's show, you'll hear this theme also. The things that really are gifts for us are the things that push us to a place where we can't get away from them. We're almost forced, in a sense, to be with them yeah. and to really, yeah. truly, wholly, because that is so transformative to be with something in that way. Yes, I actually realized that 
getting ready for my retreat because I had all these ideas like I'm going to do yoga and I'm going. I had like ego had an Instagram idea of what getting uh-huh. ready for the retreat would look like because it involved uh-huh. flying somewhere and all this. It wasn't at all like that. I was very stressed yeah. out, and um, but I wasn't doing media. I was not doing mindless eating. There were all these ways I typically escape that I wasn't doing. And so I was noticing mm-hmm. how uncomfortable I was. And that's mm-hmm. when it dawned on me, okay. it's like, this is spiritual practice. Doing yoga is not necessarily, <laughs> I mean, not that it, it can yeah. be. But oh, this exactly. idealist idea is not the spiritual practice. It's actually being with mm-hmm. that gnarly stuff and not trying to exactly. get away from it. Yeah. The, you know, it's the Alan Watts quote, right? Spirituality is not thinking about God when you're peeling potatoes. Spirituality is peeling the potatoes when peeling you're peeling the potatoes. The potatoes. Yeah. Right? So, so what, whatever's going yeah. on right now, being fully present and with that, that's, that's what spiritual practice is. That's what awareness practice is. It's not an idea of something. Yeah. yeah. And Kelsey, I don't know where you are in terms of, you know, the content of what's going on right now in recording and listening, but certainly that's always an amazing tool in a situation like you're talking about, especially with that, the big change, you know, your last child leaving, those feelings of loneliness coming up, you know, turning to that recorder can really be a place of, of assistance. Yeah, and I have not been doing that, but I feel like after calling in and, and just having this discussion, I'm going to listen to the, I mean, I, I want to listen to the radio shows anyway catch up but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that will really help to mm-hmm. go ahead and do the yep. recording and listening yes exactly exactly yep it's so compassionate to give the attention somewhere to be other than that conversation in the head because of course the conversation in the head when we have really big content like you're talking about and it triggers those core things you know, ego is just rubbing its little imaginary hands together because it's such a wide open place to get you into a habitual conversation. So it's such oh, a yeah. place where you can yeah. know that this is a time you really want to be directing the attention. Yes, yes. Well, I yeah. think this, this is helpful. I think this will really help me do that. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, and good for you for listening to that life prompt of calling in and, and going ahead and doing it despite the ego resistance. Yes, I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, Well, thanks, Kelsey. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Go show. Thanks for joining us, Kelsey. Uh, Fabulous conversation, Jen. And two things stuck out for me. One was the dimmer switch. And... uh, you know, when conditioning hits me over the head with a pile of bricks, then then I'm aware of that. But if, if exactly, yeah, that's not, that's hard to miss. <laughs> yeah, but if today I forget to meditate, and then tomorrow I forget to record and listen, then you know, then it just kind of slips away. Yeah, it's so true. Just that's right, Michael. Just increment by increment, and it mm. knows us so well, right? So. Just that tiny little, not too much, just a little, just a little, just a little. And then before we know it, we realize, whoa, it feels really different. (laughs) Something's really changed. And then, you know, the really big Aikido move there 
is basically what Kelsey just did, which is realize it and go, oh, okay, call into the show. Okay, mm-hmm. pick up the recorder. Okay, yes. you know, I'm going to listen to this morning show. Like yes. there's no such thing as being behind or out of the, yeah. right? There's only now. So as soon as I realize that, I just start right now. Great. I'm fully mm-hmm. caught up <laughs> there in that one. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's great that no behind. It's not possible to be behind. No behind. Yeah. You'd have to get back into the conversation in order to be behind. Yes. Yes. And the other thing I loved about that conversation is accepting that I am in resistance. And all of a sudden, I'm not in resistance anymore. I'm in acceptance. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Jen, we're going to take a break here and listen to our recording and listening program, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Okay, sounds good. All right, thank you. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation in conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true what's real, what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention, enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. We have two RL classes to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. The first is a five-week experiential class designed for newcomers and old-timers alike. We'll do exercises together in class to learn the techniques. Then between classes, we'll practice those techniques. The second, True Reflections, lasts six weeks and builds on the first class, assisting us to further cultivate a friendship of a lifetime that will support us through the undulations of a human existence. These courses are offered quarterly. Please check the website and look for announcements for upcoming start dates. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. Welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, I have another caller here. Can I just say one thing, Michael, before yes, you do that? Yes, please. Yes. Which is that that ad, the timing of that ad was so perfect. I, at least for me, that's the first time I've heard the new ad that also includes the True Reflections piece. Yes. And that's such a beautiful description of, I forget exactly how she said it, but cultivating the friendship of a lifetime. And I thought, Mm. bingo, that's it. That's exactly what we were just talking about with Kelsey. Yes. Is that that what we learn in, I mean, in that, in practice, in everything, but really that class does in particular point at it, is there's always, I'm never alone. It's, I'm, I'm trying to see if I find it, but I think I already put it in a special folder. The peace quote, I think, from today, which was a quote from Sherry, of basically some eloquent way of saying, we're never alone, it's impossible to be alone. And that recording and listening really is the tool that reminds us of that, that gives us the experience of that. So I just thought that was so beautifully timely. Yes, yes, exactly so. Yes. And here's our next caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Hi. I am so excited about the 
um, the power of projection thing. Mm, it's a good class, huh? <clears throat> it's like I've been in this huge multi-layer thing that I couldn't get out of, and then mm. just all of a sudden it was like a boom. You were, you were handed a magic wand called projection. <laughs> uh -huh. I like that. It was um, when I first listened to the um, the thing that Cherry does, I, I literally was sitting with my mouth ha hanging open mm. and going, oh, my God, this is, I, this is this is it, mm. and of course, wow. then condition you know conditioning came in and wanted to say, well, yeah, you're gonna you know, screw up again or something, you know. And it was like, no. It, um, and it's a place that's familiar. Um, I've done this. I've I've. I've been in this place before, and um, and falling out of that place, I could probably look at it now and say, I know how that happened, how, con how conditioning did that, mm -hmm. because it was it was almost like a fast reversal of how I got there. Uh-huh. So let me ask you this, Joyce. What did you love? What, ha what did you love so much about the class? What did you see that was so... You didn't use the word life-changing, but you certainly implicated that. <laughs> what did I see? Um, peace, love. Or how... It What's that? Peace, love, here, this, here, now. Uh, uh -huh. Like, the thing that was most startling was, um, well, it's kind of more than one was, was seeing how I have believed that all the things in in my head or from other people, the things uh -huh. that they say that I believed that was true. Uh-huh. So and it gave we, you a space to realize, oh my gosh, I don't, well, it's kind of a believe nothing. I, I don't have to believe anything, which it sounds like took you to that place of peace, of love. Yes. Yeah. That's remarkable. It was, um, you know, just wow. And if, and ego's trying to, you know, really hard to to pull me back in there. And it's it's. Um, I think there's like very highly likelihood that it won't get me that far again. Yeah, well, and, you know, for me, I don't know if this is true for you, Joyce, but it's kind of like 
like what we were talking about with Kim, someone in one of the conversations we've had so far, it's that place, yeah, yeah, um, where only, where you're trying to parse, well, is that true, is that not true, I mean, which part do I need to look at, which, you know, it's so clear, right, that's, that's the condition conversation, right? Yeah. And, and applying it to this, perhaps that's the same place, right? I mean, whoa. Like the the class was such had such an impact on you that there you are with literally your mouth dropped open, right? Which we can, yeah. you know, whatever words we want to put to that, but that's a place of whoa. You have just seen something that has changed your life, that has rearranged the consciousness, right? And that you'll never lose. Now, will conditioning take you know do all kinds of stuff, especially now to try to close it? Well, of course. But there's a way in which I wonder if getting into the, well, you know, conditioning's trying to do X, Y, Z, and I think there's a good chance it's never going to, I wonder if that's just getting pulled back into the conversation, right? Because maybe yes, maybe no, it's going to get you. But if any time conditioning does what it does, you're practicing bringing the attention back to that jaw-dropping, oh, my gosh, I don't have to believe anything, peace, love, place, then what difference does it make if ego does what it does? Yeah. I'd love a T-shirt that says what you just said, which I can't repeat right now because I was... It might have to be a big (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah. Small letters, maybe. (laughs) It would be, yes, 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 yeah. But a recording, Um, right? I mean, that's, again, the beauty of recording and listening. Because here's, here's just the bottom line. I mean, we can trust conditioning to be what it is. It is going to do its darndest to do its thing. And just like Michael and I were just talking about, it usually will start, especially, this is my experience, when we're in a really expanded place like you're describing, it will start with a, quote, little thing. Like, you know what? I bet you conditioning is not going to be able to get me back in the way that it has before. Just that's just the first tiny little step on dimming that switch, right? Which is where recording and listening can be so helpful, right? So conversation starts, whatever it is, and I just turn on the recording of oh, I don't have to believe anything. I mean, whatever your words would be for it, I don't have to believe anything. I can believe nothing, and I can just have the attention in the present moment, experience that peace, that love, that joy. Oh, I love all of that. I, 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 yes, I'm going to go back and read this and I mean, write it down. Because there's a part... Well, if I said what there is, that's ego also trying to step in. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it's it tricky. It's slippery. It is. Yes. Honestly, yes. It, it's just... Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, worthy opponent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much. I mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. For, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Go happy and, and let us know how that attention on peace and unconditional love and joy and believing nothing goes. Woohoo! Will do. <laughs> <laughs>
Go <laughs> happy. Thanks, Joyce. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Joyce. And uh, worthy opponent, Jen, uh, sometimes feels like an understatement to me. It feels Hi. like uh, a lot of a lot of humility developed over the years um, of being identified. And uh, yeah, just yeah. never want to take my my eyes off it. So exactly, and humility is such a good word for it, Michael. Because we do, we got identified with it, and that you know, I just find tremendous compassion at least for myself, <laughs> when I'm in that place of like, just like I project Joyce was describing where you realize, you know, I'm about to say something, it's like, okay, right, that's conditioning. And then, well, but, yeah, that's conditioning. Well, I don't know if, yep, that's conditioning. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing place to be if we can keep a sense of humor about it and stay on the awareness mm, side. Yes. You know, conditioning, yes. at least for me, wants it to make it feel like, Oh, it's impossible. This is, I'm, I can't do it. It's just because everything that is coming out of my mouth that I'm thinking, it's all conditioning. But the thing is, if I'm seeing that second by second by second by second, there's so much presence mm. in that. So that's actually yes. really good training. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wonderful. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Judy from San Francisco. Hey, Judy. Judy. Hello. It's a good day when I put myself in the queue. Exactly. It is a good day when you put yourself in the queue. Well said. It is. It's every morning for the radio show in the morning. Mm -hmm. There's a... Every day there's a conversation. I hear a conversation and there's uh-huh. uh, yeah. lots of excuses from, from uh-huh. ego about why I shouldn't put myself in the queue. Right. Right. And That's kind of that theme we've been talking about, isn't it? Is we can trust that it's going to do that every mm. day. I mean, it kind of has mm-hmm. to, right? Mm. It has to. If it's going to keep itself in the game... Mm-hmm. then it has to go over that same territory every single day, hoping mm-hmm. that and it's, it's going to get you. Yeah, yeah. And it's easier to see for the daily shows than it is for uh, open air because open air happens only once a week. So it's like, you know, yep. it's fewer opportunities to see it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That the daily aspect mm-hmm. of that show is so helpful for that reason for a lot I mean that that reason in particular but just that it puts us in that place every single day every single day we're checking mm-hmm. the sangha every single day ego's doing its resistance you know shtick. Yeah. every single right. day we're making the choice to be here yeah uh-huh. and uh, the funny one of the funny scare tactics is the fear that I might get on every single day and that I'll run out of things to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, that's, that's the scare tactic. Like, you're going to get called uh-huh. on today and there's nothing to talk about. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it never quits. And, you know, we hear people all the time who are unmuted who say, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to say. And there's a, you know, mm-hmm. second or two pause, and then there's a glorious conversation every single time. 
every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad I put myself in the queue tonight. Uh, saw it again. Just got to see it again. Not to, this time, I did not get bamboozled. This time. Excellent. Good for you. Big celebration, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. <laughs> exactly. Just enough. That's fine. Just, you know, all I did today was get in the queue. That's an excellent day. Yes, exactly. Calling into the show, getting in the queue. That's that's an excellent day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing in your practice? The assignment this week about you know observing, watching sincerity, um, true nature sincerity. Uh, you know, I hadn't looked at it that way. It's like a it's like um one of those kaleidoscopes where you turn a little bit mm-hmm. and you see a different facet a little bit. Yeah. And for me, sincerity means. Um, Truthfulness, authenticity, uh, realness, and just what is. Uh huh. Truthfulness, authenticity, just mm-hmm. what is. That seeing that the um, true nature through that lens of sincerity really gave you another image of it, another way to look at it. Yes. Yeah. Um, the constant uh, new view of, of true nature that keeps it fresh and interesting yeah. and um, engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, when you use that image of kaleidoscope, I've never quite seen it that way. But that's so perfect, really. Because, you know, a kaleidoscope has, you know, a fixed number of elements in it, but an infinite number of ways Mm. to see it. And all Mm -hmm. the beautiful ways that different things can go together. And that really is what we're doing in practice, isn't it? It's very simple. Mm. As Sherry will sometimes Mm -hmm. joke about, you know, we only talk about the same thing over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Because because that's all there is, authenticity. It's everything. Uh But there's an infinite number of ways to look at it and to be with it and to explore it and to appreciate it and to hear how different people put different words to it and different exercises and each week looking at it in a new way. And it really does bring that freshness to it that you're describing. Yeah, and so it goes back to that falsehood about there's nothing to talk about today. It's, It's Exactly. You know, we're going to run out of things to say. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in the queue. That, you know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, put, don't put yourself in the queue. There's that huge giveaway, right? There's this mm-hmm. voice talking to me as, you know, you. Don't put yourself in the queue. And, mm-hmm. and yet, looking at things through that kaleidoscope, through that realizing that everything is brand new in every moment, reveals what a lie that is. How could there ever not be more to look at and to explore? 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's the the like, mm, you know when you have like smudgy glasses, you know, dirty glasses, then everything looks dirty because it's just like because it's smudgy, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that lovely moment of realizing that. I need to clean my glasses. <laughs> Cleaning the glasses and that, whoa, <laughs> everything is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. 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 It's so fun because really, you know, even just in this show tonight, I'm aware of how many of the things that were said in this morning's show have come back into awareness as people have been talking tonight. And that seems like such a perfect example of the process that you're pointing at, Mm. right? That everything Mm. all of us says in every single show adds Mm -hmm. to that uh, richness, that sort of texture Mm -hmm. of what's Mm -hmm. available to us. And then things come up, you know, when we're talking. Oh, you Mm -hmm. know, this thing that this person said or the peace quote from that or the yoga teaching of the ha-ha. Yeah, even the the instance of uh, what if I get on in the morning and then I get on in the evening on Tuesday. Like, that's just a no-no in ego's view. Like there's, but there's a huge gap in what happens at 9 a.m. here and 5 p.m. Exactly. Infinite yeah. possibilities. Infinite so possibilities. Silly, yeah. very silly um, uh, argument. It is. It really is. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Judy. And Jen, we have at least one more caller here. All right. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Jodine, California. Hi, Jodine. Hi, Jodine. Um, silly arguments is a great segue to what I called in about. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Silly arguments. Um, yeah, so I wanted to out conditioning um, just basically because it said don't. Um, mm. and, um, and I was looking through a number of kind of practice opportunities and things I've been looking at. Um, and realizing that I get told this lie that, um, you know, sometimes in my practice, um, kind of conditioning scores a win, if you will, to, to put it in a duality. Um, and, and sometimes I win, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, and I just realized that this process that I was looking at, I was, I was believing uh, what it was telling me, and it was basically like, um, yeah, sometimes I win and sometimes you win, um, and that's because you're so inconsistent, and that's going to be like how it always is, because that's how you are, and, mm. and so you're failing. Mm. Wow. So cool. So cool. Oh, so yeah. you really saw that the, the, 
it sounds like almost you took a step back and you really thought how cruel that conversation is. Yeah, so this is conditioning, it sounds like talking to you. I mean, yeah, you win some and I win some, but, you know, that's how it's always going to be because you're inconsistent. And so so the bottom line, what it gets to is is the punchline is, and you're failing, that's why. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there's something wrong with you um, that you can't. You. There's something mm-hmm. wrong with you that you can't um, overcome. Mm. Oh my gosh, I I just saw that as the most amazing projection from conditioning ever. <laughs> Good for you. That's exactly where I went through. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I mean, because it really is, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's never gonna overcome, you know, what's quote unquote wrong with it, <laughs> right? Because it doesn't want to, right? Because yeah. the the only thing that's quote unquote wrong, and it's not even wrong, because in what everyone's describing and you're describing it too, it it brings us to a place of awareness practice, which is that that voice is convincing us that something's wrong. That's right. the only... Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, instead of what we hear over and over again in, in practice is, yeah, like, that's how it goes. It, it's going to get you. Yep. That's right. And the... Um, because the... Yeah, you go ahead. And uh, the... When you were talking with Judy just now, it was um, it, she said or somebody said, um, you know, what if what if conditioning did what it does and it didn't matter to me anymore? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It you know the as you were talking earlier and laying out that it wins some, I win some, and that whole thing. I just saw how. You know, if what I'm doing, you know, we talk about the love of training. So if I'm training, you know, I'm an elite athlete, and I'm training for the love of, the, of my sport, and so I have a coach who is just putting me through the paces, you know, wants me to be the best I can possibly be. And it, it wouldn't matter to me how many times I, quote, lose or win within that training because all of it is my training. Yes, winning and losing does not have the the same meaning there. Exactly. It doesn't have the same meaning there. Only conditioning holds that meaning. Only conditioning has that perspective of failure. Because every time we get gotten by conditioning, we eventually see it. And when we see it, that's a practice of success. And we're training. Yeah. Yes, perfect. And in my, in, in my case, the, um, you know, the noticing of kind of the ebb and flow of, you know, ego's winning or I'm winning, you know, mm-hmm. somebody was there and, and realized like, yes, oh, that's going on. But, mm-hmm. but, but then conditioning picked it up and went with it, you know, to try to win again. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like, you saw that. Yes. And, I, and, it, and then it said, um, oh, that's silly. Don't, don't call this show today. 
<laughs> yeah. So silly becomes a code word for huge ego is threatened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Um, uh, it's, there's just there's just nothing like practice. <laughs> yeah, truly. Huge, truly. Huge smile on my face here. Yeah, me too. Because it's such a modeling, Jodine, it's such a modeling that that really, I mean, we take the game off of conditioning's court. We play we're playing this game, if you will, for our training, for our benefit, for our awakening. So everything that happens, everything, everything, everything is for us. We're always going to see it. We always do, we always have you know, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna pull one over on us again. Yeah, and we're gonna see it, and we're gonna call into the show and talk about it, and we're gonna practice with it, and we're gonna record and listen about it, and everything that it brings out, we'll see it. Yeah, right. And the um, if I if I'm seeing where you're coming from, it's like in that in that over and over process, the the repetition of practice, I'm mm-hmm. transforming. But conditioning is not. Mm -mm. Yeah, wow, that's another good point. Yeah, it's it's just running the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. Right, it's just coming at me again with, you know, the next thing um, that it it thought of, (laughs) quote-unquote. Exactly, yeah. The next uh, thing that's going to create suffering, it's going to come at you with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and until it actually doesn't matter to me anymore what it says. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So thank you so you just much. You know it's gonna do its thing and, and you keep practicing. It's just your cue to practice. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah thank you, Jodine. I'm I'm here to practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to practice. Yeah, no matter what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Jodine. Take good care. Gosh, you too. Go happy. Go happy. Michael, are you muted? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Jodine. And Jen, that brings us to the end of another great show. Another great show, indeed. Thanks, Michael. Jen, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Uh oh. I thought you went away, but I guess it was me, huh? up a little bit for me, Jen. Um, Okay. Hmm. And since it's okay. Oh, I. Oh, I can hear you now. Am I back? (laughs) That seems to be what happened. Um, sort of. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you, Michael. (laughs) Go show. Thank you, Jen. Go happy. Go happy. Bye bye. Bye.